0: The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on six thirty Chad.
1: Hey, it's uh, Tuesday. I thought it was Wednesday earlier today, but it is Tuesday.
0: It it is
1: October second.
0: It's got to be further along. Nope. Okay. Nope. Well, that's. All right. That well, is. at the end of today, we'll be able to see Wednesday on the horizon. So that's excellent. Okay. And do you know what we have this Wednesday is uh, Dr. Gantz.
1: Dr. Gantz is joining us yes. tomorrow.
0: You'll recall last week on Wednesday, some of our listeners were quite disappointed. To, it was a scheduling conflict. He wasn't available, but he's available tomorrow.
1: And we also have Brian Mason tomorrow leading off the show
0: talking about like i said to you we won't do it so i'll just do it now i want to introduce brian mason by having the song you know hallelujah because (laughs) they announced today the government that uh, testing of drivers is going to be back in the hands of government and i couldn't be happier i typically fight every aspect of government controlling every aspect but this is one Uh that got out of hand it ran away and we're we're a city full of we're a province full of Four drivers, Ooh. yeah, <laughs> oh, that was close, eh? That
1: was very close. <laughs> so, we'll talk to Brian Mason about that uh, tomorrow. Dr. Gans on uh, at three o'clock on Thursday. Mike Holmes, what Renal Gay?
0: He's uh, he's on my uh, I know you yeah, have a man crush, he's on my man crush list for sure. Hey, please
1: don't tell the poster story again. I won't, him. okay,
0: did I last time? Yep, to him. I'm not sure. Okay, I won't.
1: Uh, but Premier Notley is going to be on the show on Thursday as well what as part of our the leadership heck? series. And then on Friday... We
0: should retire, I say. That's that's too much show for these Grand
1: people. Grand Fuhr. What? <laughs> See what happens when you just let me do my thing?
0: I know, you're fabulous. Why is Grand Fear coming on the show?
1: Uh, there's a movie coming out. Or a film.
0: Okay. It's coming out. <laughs> there's something coming out, and Grand Fuhr is in it. It's about grand. It's about grand fear. Okay, even better.
1: So uh, there's uh, there's that. Lots today. We have uh, Mm. another set of Elton John tickets to give away a musical montage. (laughs) Do uh, <laughs> yeah. you remember that yesterday? Mm, yes. Um maybe a little tougher today. So, um, we're not going to
0: give the title of the song no, away in the montage? No. Well, that will definitely make it tougher.
1: Hold me close. No tiny dance. <laughs> Uh So, there's that. And uh, your word of the day at 425. Ugh. For a trip that is, right, well, it sold out already. They've added seats. Yeah. So. And, you know, on it.
0: Can I just say this about that real quickly, mm-hmm. if I may? You know, uh, and I'm just going to, you know, a little peek behind uh, my other curtain. I will often tell people mm-hmm. that we have like 10 tickets left to this show at the comedy mm-hmm. festival. Sometimes I embellish. Sometimes <laughs> it's 20. Really? Yeah. But, you know, you want to put some urgency into it. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So I do that. Now, when I say it's sold out, it really is sold yeah. out. But, which most of them are. But on this one, there really is a a serious amount of urgency. If you actually want to go to Jamaica, it's not a lie. It's not an embellishment. It's legit. We did not anticipate, I think, nor did New West Travel, that this trip would sell. We knew it would sell out. We didn't think it would sell out this early. I mean, we're talking about a January trip, and this Mm -hmm. is October, and we sold all the seats. Yeah, yeah so yeah, they they came up with half as many seats again, but I'm told that almost half of those are also yeah. gone. So yeah, you won't be able to book this in november. i I will assure you of that.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking that by the time we make that grand prize draw on October fifteenth right. it's uh, that's going to be the last uh, I one, suspect so.
0: that's true. I think people are waiting to see if they won before they book, yeah. and I would suggest that you don't take that chance. <laughs> if you really want to go on the trip, I might that's for me to you don't take the chance. So
1: think about that. A lot of questions about the audio vault as well. It's um, broken right now. Yeah, what's going on uh, with that? They're, they're working on it. So that's all I can tell you right now. There's a, there's a glitch. Is that a fact? In the thingy. Do you
0: know, um, you know uh, on radio they have something called an air check, right? And they, they encourage you to air check yourself. So, in other words, go back and listen to a random portion of your show, mm-hmm. and like not a don't pick a part that hey, that was the best guest we ever had. So let's listen to that. Mm-hmm. Just pick a random whatever. And I often uh, tell my boss that I air check myself all the time. Uh, so how long's the vault been down? Because that's how I typically air check. I hope not more than a day, because I believe I told him yesterday I air checked myself. Mm. Once again, a small embellishment. Uh... It will get up and running again, though. I'm yeah, assuming they're okay. working on it.
1: All right. So, so there it is on the show today. There's a lot going on. We're going to talk about smoking and sitting, okay. and, and the health risks. That
0: sounds like that sounds great. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there's health risks. All right, never mind. Sorry, I jumped on that too quickly. We're
1: going to do that. We're going to talk about getting your uh, flu shots. Do you actually do it? I mean, uh, the, the time is coming. I think October 15th is when the the flu shots. Uh, they start doing them again. I've never had a flu shot.
0: I did this year, and I did it over the weekend, and there's really no reason not to. Um, I was at a Shoppers Drug Mart in Chinook Mall, and I know they're saying that the flu shots are now available. It was available then when I was yeah. there. There's really, If you want a flu shot, there's really no excuse not to have, get a flu shot. They're available everywhere. Okay. And I, I, I was walking in to buy a hairbrush. Yeah. And I yeah, I know, don't. And I saw a sign. There he goes.
1: What's that word again?
0: <laughs> Embellishing? Embellishing. No, no, I really <laughs> maybe comb. I'm growing out a little bit here. Um, it's mostly the sides of my back. But here's the thing, I'm okay, shaking as I was walking in there was a sign that said flu shots available here. Oh, okay, so, so I was so like you one? Yeah, okay. okay.
1: Yeah, I've never had a flu shot. Hmm.
0: I've never I don't ever get sick. Like I, I, yeah, but I have the flu whatever shot. come on, when man. have I ever okay. taken a day off? I'm
1: not saying that you've ever taken a day off, mm. but we've had conversations about the the man cold thing,
0: yeah, you know okay. what again, slight embellishment, that's mostly uh alcohol and cigarettes, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, there, I said it,
1: just like the. The fessing up day? is this? We're I don't know to, what's going on today. Um, are we, are we I'm in, throwing it all out there. What do you there? call it when you go to church and you...
0: Confession? Yeah. Wow. It's another place, apparently, you don't go very often. <laughs> what's that thing called when you do the thing and you tell the, the guy with the thing that you did some things? Confession? Yes.
1: Confessional I'm, Tuesday, apparently. Well,
0: there you go. That should be a segment.
1: Oh. Oh. That could be fun. That would Anonymous be fun. Anonymous confessional. Well, I yes. think it is but on the radio.
0: <laughs> that's a great idea, but we won't make you do anything. Like you won't have to say any no Hail penance, Marys or yeah, you know. whatever that's called, yeah. I'm not Catholic, so just so, you know. I think confession's a great idea though. But anyways, that's another topic.
1: Coming up right after this break, oh, mm. let's talk about this. A huge A $40 billion liquefied natural gas project approved Mm. in northern B.C. LNG Canada is building that uh, export facility up in Kitimat. We're going to talk with Markham Hislop, the publisher of Energy News, right after this. it is uh, being called the single largest private sector investment project in Canadian history the LNG, $40 billion liquefied natural gas project in northern B.C. Now, it's a joint venture between Royal Dutch Shell, Mitsubishi, Malaysian-owned uh, Petronas, Petrochina and Korean Gas. The plan is for a gas liquefaction plant in Kitimat on B.C.'s coast and a 670-kilometer pipeline delivering natural gas from the northeast corner of the province.
0: Hmm. Well, the B.C. government, local First Nations and the Kitimat community have all given their support to the project. Take a moment with that. The official announcement was made this morning in Vancouver. Critics including BC Green Party leader Andrew Weaver, who says the plant will be a large source of greenhouse gas, but BC Premier John Horgan disagrees.
2: And the challenge now for the Prime Minister and I and all policymakers is to ensure that we can fit the emission profile of this project within a robust and aggressive climate action plan that will meet not just the needs of British Columbians and Canadians, but in fact the world. And I believe we can do that as well.
1: Joining us with more this afternoon, Markham Hislop, the publisher of Energy News. Hey, Markham.
2: Good afternoon, how
1: are you folks? Well, good, but uh, I think there's a lot of folks that uh, are scratching their heads here in in Alberta with the news of this approval.
0: I'm certainly one of them. Can you explain to me, before we get into what a great thing this is, first of all, why expanding an oil pipeline is a bad thing, uh, but liquid natural gas is a good thing?
2: Well, you know what? That is a really good question and I'm not sure that uh that I have an answer uh aside from the fact that uh down in Vancouver along the West Coast, Burnaby communities like that are the public opinion polling shows that the number one issue is an oil tanker leak off the West Coast. They're worried about about marine environment, they're worried about uh animals like the the killer whales and so on. And I don't think People in, in British Columbia have quite wrapped their heads around the benefits of the, an LNG project versus the, the benefits of a pipeline. Uh, I will say one thing, and that is a frequent topic of conversation is all of the benefits that accrue to B.C. Uh, through LNG and how few benefits accrue to B.C. <laughs> from Trans Mountain expansion. Mm-hmm. My response to that, as I've argued in columns. Uh, it doesn't matter what BC thinks this is a federal government project. the federal the government regulates the West Coast, and if it approves a pipeline, then the pipeline should go through for the benefit of all. But that expect that uh, LNG versus the uh, transbound expansion, debate to heat up a little bit in uh, the coming weeks.
1: Yeah, just uh, like the question is, why is it okay to use tanker, tra- tra- tanker traffic coming off northern BC compared to out of southern BC? Uh, that's one of the questions that just keeps being asked around our newsroom today, and I don't know what the answer is.
2: Well, I, I mean, I'm not sure that there, there is an answer. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, I haven't reported on the uh, uh, the damage that would be caused to a marine environment if for instance there was some kind of an accident with an LNG carrier i mean we all know uh what kind of damage we might expect i think from a, an oil tanker uh though that is, that damage is uh, greatly exaggerated down on the west coast mm. uh when the uh, concern around diluted bitumen in a in water uh was floating around here months ago i interviewed four scientists who actively work on uh bit research uh, and uh they the picture that they paint uh, is that the science says uh dilbit water is not nearly as bad as uh folks have led been led to believe it acts it behaves very much like a a regular medium or heavy heavy crude it's not something special but uh I can tell you that the the public narrative around energy around gas around oil in vancouver uh in the lower mainland is not how we, shall we say uh, uh driven by facts <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry that that was very funny uh I have to ask as well I, you know I don't know how many times we've put the cork back in the champagne bottle on uh the last uh Topic: the the expansion of the Trans Mountain. Now this time around, we're told or led to believe, oh, consultation, I suppose, was extensive and complete, and there's no problem, and everybody's on board. Do you anticipate that to be true, or are we going to find out there's some other group that's not happy with this? Uh,
2: I, yes, there's already other groups that uh, are not happy with this, and you alluded to some of them when you when you mentioned Andrew Weaver in the in the lead up. Uh, Andrew Weaver, the Green Party. Uh, But that being said, uh, the the fundamental difference between Trans Mountain Expansion and LNG Canada is that the uh, coastal First Nations down around Vancouver and Burnaby have always been implacably opposed to this project. Now, the First Nations up in the interior have been uh, very much behind it. And so now you've got a bit of a saw-off between, Uh you know, which which indigenous communities get to, to say yes and which community, indigenous communities get to say no. So there's a lot of conflict there, whereas what happened with the LNG Canada project is both TransCanada on the pipeline and LNG Canada with the facility in Kitimat have done a really, really good job, from what I can see, in engaging and consulting with First Nations, and I want to tell you a little story. I, I've been uh, to many events where First Nations uh, folks that are involved in economic development uh, speak about how to do business deals with uh, with Indigenous communities. And the thing that they say is, before you begin planning, come and talk to us. Mm-hmm. Come and build a relationship with us. Bring us into the you know you want to put a, a project on our traditional territories bring us into the mix and partner with us we'll be good partners and we'll be very supportive if you do that if you don't do that if you come to us after you're already you've made your plans and you're basically just going through the motions because the regulator says you have to now we've got a problem and i think what happened here is that lng canada and trans canada heard that message loud and clear And from the very, very early stages of this particular project, they were working with the 20 communities, the First Nations uh, along the pipeline route. They were working with the Heisla Nation in Kitimat, and I. And they came up with with very uh, uh, robust benefit agreements. You're going to see up to a billion dollars spent on within the communities on training and contracts for Indigenous businesses, that sort of thing. And so, out of that partnership flows a lot of support for those communities. They see this as an opportunity to to uh, develop the economies of their local communities mm-hmm. in a way that they never could otherwise. So that there really was, a, I think, a stark difference between how. Indigenous consultation went down uh, around Trans Mountain expansion and the way that the, the Trans Canada and LNG Canada handled it on this project.
1: Mark, I'm curious to know then, break it down if you're looking at uh, what this means uh, for BC and, and the BC economy. Um, I mean, it's jobs, jobs, jobs um, by the looks of it right now.
2: The, the estimates are that there will be 10,000 jobs created, uh, 10,000 jobs annually created during the construction of the plant and construction of the pipeline. And once all of that is done, we're looking at 900 permanent jobs, which is uh, pretty significant. Uh, and especially, we're talking about that happening up in areas where jobs are, are good-paying jobs are hard to come by. So I think this will be a real shot in the arm for the BC uh, economy overall, and in particular up in uh, in the north. Uh, Western part of the province.
1: Think uh, it'll be, oh, uh,
2: it, the interesting thing is how this might play into the Alberta economy, because aside, the idea is that they're going to uh, take gas, uh, pr- pr- fracked gas, out of the northeast BC, and that's all fine. And I'm sure some of that gas will be Alberta, uh, from Alberta. But if you remember back in February, when the energy, the Alberta Energy Diversification Advisory Committee submitted its report Uh, one of the things it talked about was uh, the development of more petrochemical processing in Alberta and what it said was that uh, once you stripped off the anes from natural gas so pentane, butane, propane uh, ethane what you're left with is about 90% of that gas is now methane and you need a home in order to make the economics work, you need a home for that and the most logical home is a bc lng industry hmm. so the uh, report the committee estimated in its report that if there was a, a market for that on the west coast uh, lng that the amount of uh, petrochemical expansion in alberta would be twice what it would be without that market so there alberta really does have a potentially uh, a big stake in this going forward
0: you know i uh, there's a couple of uh, questions i'd like to get you to comment on i probably going to select the one that won't get either of us in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is quoted as saying about this project, it is a vote of confidence in a country that recognizes the need to develop our energy in a way that takes the environment into account and that works in meaningful partnership with Indigenous communities. What do you make of that statement?
2: Uh, I think that regardless of what one would think of Trudeau, I think that's uh, absolutely correct, and uh, but it's uh, a result of the efforts put forward by the companies, and not so much by the uh, by the government. I mean, the assessment uh, certificates that the projects required were granted in 2014 and 2015 before uh, the Trudeau Liberals came to power. So uh, the Prime Minister is correct; he just can't take a lot of credit for it, he didn't do much to, to bring this
0: project. That was exactly right. my take on that, and yeah. I just didn't want to, yeah, but that's exactly, right. it's, it just, and I guess, you know, perhaps I'm not speaking of Mr. or Prime Minister Trudeau in general, but possibly, or specifically, but possibly politicians in general, but man, when private enterprise makes something work, politicians have no problem stepping up and taking credit for it. <laughs> well, and, and that's true of politicians of all stripes. Yes.
1: Well, and just quickly, talking about politicians, I think it shall be interesting to see uh, what happens between B.C. Premier Horgan and uh, the Green Party leader um, mm. Andrew Weaver over this over the uh, the coming months. Uh, any thoughts on that, Markham?
2: Uh, my understanding is that the average life of a minority government, <laughs> which is what the NDP are in uh, in BC, propped up by the four seats of the Green Party, the average life is about eighteen months. Yeah. So we're kind of the end of this year will mark roughly that that period, and uh, it'll be curious. To, I'll be curious to see. If in fact uh, if uh, Weaver pulls the plug uh, over this over this issue, he's getting a lot of other things out of Horgan, though. Uh, and uh, I they I don't sense that there's enough tension between the two parties to break up that minority government at this point. But we'll see how uh, Weaver uh, criticizes the project uh, going forward.
1: Markham Hislop, the publisher of Energy News, joining us this afternoon. Markham, always great to talk to you. Thank you so much.
2: Likewise, thanks for having me. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.